are 30-somethings living in a city, showing what it means to live chastity, the Catholic faith, and friendship. I'm Mary. I'm Lizzie. I'm Abigail. And I'm Anne. And this is Chastity Chastity in the City. Modern Catholic women living city lives. So grab a Cosmo or a cup of tea and join the conversation. Thank you for joining us for another conversation. I'm Mary and I'm joined with my friends Lizzie, Anne, and Abigail. And today we are talking about a very hot topic for women and that is body image. As an eating disorder survivor and someone that's in been in recovery for quite a few years but had a 12-year battle, body image is a journey, has been a very long journey for me. And although most women might not have the extreme experience that I had, they all have their own wounds and things to go through from body image. And hopefully this conversation will help you navigate some of that. So ladies, you say you're at right now with your own body image and where would you say you started? So has there been any progression where you are right now with your bodies? Where were you before? Um, I think I'm at a place where I'm a lot more accepting of myself and forgiving. Well, forgiving is probably not the right word, but basically forgiving of flaws. I think that, um, I don't know if I had officially an eating disorder, but I remember when I was... 13 my brother telling me that I was chubby and like honestly at this age I can see how if somebody said that you you know a lot of us would be like okay well, I don't appreciate that like you don't need to tell me that but it wouldn't be like something that would you know really devastate you but like as a 13 thir- I don't know at 13 that would as be a 13 yeah. year old though it Earth devastated shy. me and this is like keep in mind I was 13 it was um 2001 it would have been around 2001 and you know this is like Christina Aguilera like crop tops like Britney like um it's very much a time when like you know of course it's still like that but as a 13 year old it was like um you know to have that perfect sexy look which is really sad because I was 13 but you know that was the that was the message that was being sent to me by all of the media and by society so um, it did devastate me and I remember like looking in the mirror at myself and being like okay like you are going to change this maybe I was 14 but anyway and I went on a like year and a half long like um, you know I wasn't starving myself but I was limiting myself to like maybe like 1200 calories which for a growing 14 year old is like nothing and um, I was also vegetarian and I wasn't eating healthy and like it was just a very unhealthy time for me and it was really hard because um, you know, I basically saw my self-worth in how I was viewed by men mm-hmm. sexually, mm-hmm. which is like really sad because I know most women have struggled probably with that at some point in their life. But like to go through that as early as like 13 or 14 is like, I would never wish that on my own daughter ever mm-hmm. or on any woman, yeah. I, you yeah. know? So, um, totally. so I'm definitely in a place where like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I still personally struggle with body image, especially like... Um, but I think for me, it's also a source of spiritual attack. Like I've literally, like I told you guys, I've had my next door neighbor recently tell me that, um, I'm not married because I haven't, like, I'm not thin. 
And the thing is, is, like, I'm not, like, obese. Like, I'm, like, a normal size for a woman. Even if you were obese, Even it's if totally were obese. unacceptable. Who says that? Who says that? It's, it's totally to unacceptable right. to And any woman who's listening to this who might be a little heavier, I'm sorry if anything I just said was sounded insensitive. But it's just, like, I think this is a sensitive topic for probably most women. Um, but I think, for me, this is, like, an area that the devil attacks me because... I think a lot of my life I have felt like, um, you know, I'm, you know, maybe I'm single or whatever for, for, because maybe I'm not attractive enough or not thin enough or, cause I, I can be very hard on myself. And so that's something that is really like a work in progress to be just more loving towards myself and to view myself in God's eyes as a daughter, a beloved daughter of God, because God is not looking at us like, oh my gosh, like she could shave a few inches off those love handles or, you know, that is not how the Lord created us. And that's not how he wants us to live our lives. Mm -hmm. Like how empty is that? And how like, how much, how wasteful is that of our time to be spending thinking about that? Totally. You know? There's nothing more than the that de- the devil wants is no. for women to just sit around worrying about their weight because, like, what a what a waste of our time. Um. So Abigail and I feel like that's definitely something that, um, especially when I was younger, like I had some similar experiences where like people would have, make comments or just like maybe what's like projected in the media and you feel you feel insecure, you feel like you're not. Um, you don't look a certain way. And like, I think especially at that time, like when we were young, there was less, um, even like my career women, like on TV, yeah. and there was less for like, there was less examples. It was like, if you weren't like super stick straight, mm-hmm. skinny, like that, you know, that was kind of put, like put Kate out Moss there. or right. Paltrow. Well, right. That was right. That like in like the late nineties when we were really young, impressionable adolescent women, like, or young, young women, um, that's, that's that what was the, the model, the model yeah. was. And so that was the message, right? Even if it was a subliminal message or a subtle totally. message, not an overt message, those are the messages that we were getting. And, um, so I think that now, like now that I'm older, I mean, you know, obviously part of that is a process one identifying that like, as you get older, you realize some of those very toxic messages mm-hmm. that you were sent, just recognizing that, rejecting it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but also do you, as you age and things like you, probably are taking better care of yourself you know more about nutrition and like mm-hmm. what you should be getting mm-hmm. and like how like what like what is a healthy you know what is healthy um a healthy for you. way to approach it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and also like exercise and all the things so I think also you know things like that maybe weren't as good at or at least I felt like I wasn't as good at when I was um an adolescent like dressing for your body type like what's mm-hmm. flattering on you and like figuring mm-hmm. out some so of that true. stuff I think also helps you feel better but just about yeah. how you look and like but you're right like having that be defined in the media and then knowing that that's how like be like whether or not you're like attractive to men or like that is a that is a could meet it's like as a seriously like toxic totally message toxic. that your worth that your worth is um is supposed to be is derived by that like I said even if it's very subtle I definitely yeah. like absorbed the message that my looks and my weight were what made me worthy of love which is very yes. very sad mm-hmm. But it's what, even if I intellectually was able to say, but that's not what's important, like that's shallow. Like I know deep down I had absorbed that message. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Such a battle. So how about you, Abigail? When I was younger, I definitely, I think, battled an eating disorder and body image issues. But I think a lot of, a lot of girls that I knew did, but no one talked about it. 
Mm-hmm. It was like all secretive. Mm-hmm. And now like as I'm older and I know some, you know, that we've kind of like talked about this more like with friends that I've known and since childhood and things like that, we're like, oh wow, like you also weren't eating. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. Like it was, it, it is maybe still, but it was an epidemic I think back time, mm-hmm. back then in our day and age because that was the prime, like Brittany Christina, like mm-hmm. that, we were oh, all yeah. at that age, like, <laughs> yeah. right when they hit and, and came the out. Outfits and all yeah. Things. yeah, and the just, belly button rings and yeah. the toned and abs and all that. I look back and I even see myself like, I was like kind of thin, but back then I thought I was like so overweight, I yeah. thought I just didn't look good, I was just always fixated on my weight and mm-hmm. um, that that number or that kind of dress size really made me associate self-worth. Mm-hmm. So it just really makes me sad. And I, like you said, I would never wish that on my daughter or on my friends. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a real battle, though, that, that the enemy uses to attack women and to attack us. And um, But now, older, I think I've healed a lot from where I was in my teens and early 20s. Um, I think part of that is I've just found like a healthier way to approach it mm-hmm. and to try to be healthy and try to feel good and you know in my body but um approach it in a much healthier way and actually involve it sounds kind of crazy but like with exercise I really do involve like Christ I actually like I'm so grateful like I come from a place of gratitude mm-hmm. that I can actually exercise that I can actually move my body that's awesome. and all of that so mm-hmm. it's it's a different approach completely yeah ever since I changed my approach I don't I don't come from it from a, like a really anxious kind of way I don't like oh I have to run three miles or mm-hmm. I have to do this it's more like I want to and I feel mm-hmm. good after I do it and I thank the Lord and like another day if I really don't have the energy it's okay it's not like a big deal and I just try to it's it's definitely a battle though it's something I always I think will have to battle and I always have to like keep in check and the fact that I've I've turned to I've turned to it through a spiritual way of healing it's helped so much and as a child and a teen I didn't do that so it was really really hard yeah yeah, I get that. I mean, I, as early as I can remember, maybe, I know it got worse when I was around eight or eight and a half, nine, but I was, from the time I was a very, maybe like seven, I was aware of my weight and my size, mm-hmm. and I was always like obsessed with being really small. I am an identical twin, so I think um, differentiating myself was a piece of that. Um, but I look back on some pictures of me as a child and I look sickly. Like I was, I would stare in the mirror and try and like pinch my fat and do jumping jacks and not eat or only eat salads, um, Mm -hmm. with nothing on them. And Mm -hmm. I was just very fixated on being thin. I think in some ways, um, just like as a way to stand out, to, to be different and also Um, like I was so afraid of not being lovable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that if I was thin or quote unquote attractive, that I would be lovable. And, um, I, I would say I on and off like played with unhealthy behaviors. Like 
I would like starve myself all week just so I could eat like a cheeseburger at Wendy's Mm -hmm. and I would um that was like my adolescence and then things got worse when I was a teenager I got more into bulimia but I was constantly worried about my weight like throughout all those years from the time I was really 9 to 28 I was constantly worried about my weight and like tying that to my value and I look back now and like even younger me would be like horrified at my weight now and I think it's just funny because it's like that version of me like I have like a lot of anxiety about weight mm-hmm. and maybe part of that isn't gone to this day because although I have been in recovery for an eating disorder for now what four years which is kind of amazing um praise god four years I've been in full recovery and I haven't had any like I'm telling you like they told me I would always struggle with having an eating disorder. I do not struggle with having an eating disorder by, like, the glory of God. Like, I literally was at a talk last year, and somebody was talking about always, like, having to struggle with something. And I, like, remembered what that was like and thought, wow, it's been so long since I felt that way. Like, that's miraculous. Sometimes, that's like, amazing. Yeah. sometimes miracles, like, you don't even realize that. How far you come. Yeah, like that they even happen until you realize it's been three years and I haven't even <laughs> thought like that. Yeah. And it hasn't even like haunted me. Like I'm just, I'm able to show up in the world as my full self. And that's such an amazing feeling, not worrying about like people thinking I'm fat and like, like always worrying like what I look like or my body or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I literally am able to show up in the world every day and not allow like the devil to hold me back and try to tell me that my body is unworthy of being here, you know, mm-hmm. and unless it's like fits this perfect mold. So I am, I am grateful and I, I know that I'm probably the exception to the rule, but it is possible to get to this place, I think through a lot of prayer and healing and therapy and, you know, I've That's been in, I was in, in I was in um, eating disorder rehab for three months and then I went in for outpatient um, a few years later for another, like, I think six months I was in it. I was in it for a long time. And I'm so grateful for that because those experiences really helped me and it was definitely an effort. But um, I'm so grateful for the body I have today. And I definitely would say that the eating disorder presented itself in a lot of sneaky ways, but it always fell back into... I have to fit a certain mold standard size to be good enough mm-hmm. and to be loved. Yes. And the difference now is I love myself. And when you put the permission on yourself, it's easy to, it's not easy to say I love myself, but it's, it's, it's sometimes easier to use those words and not actually experience that love. But yeah, I'm grateful to God that I genuinely do love myself and I, can move into the world and I don't feel like a man won't love me if I don't fit a certain weight and that is something that I definitely didn't feel before I thought I was single because I wasn't a double zero honestly it's really sad I mean it's great to listen to that but it just hurts to know for me like realizing that I still struggle with that because I've had a lot of invalidating messages from a lot of men in my life and I don't think I've ever 
I've had very few validating messages of because I am, you know, curvier and I'm tall. And I think I've had a lot of messages that like if you're not stick thin and petite, that you are not sexually attractive or lovable or desirable. And that's something that to this day that I have to like work on. And a, a lot of what you've said um, really brings me back to like, you know, being a teenager and being able to look at any... Um, you know, look at any plate of food and like know how many calories is in it because mm-hmm. I've spent so many, so, mm-hmm. so much time learning how to count calories and then I can just, I can just eyeball it and or know. always worrying about calories. Always worrying yeah. about it. Um, I've been a, like much, much, much thinner than I am now. And it's funny cause I look back on those photos and I think, wow, that is like basically exactly how I always wanted to look. But when I was that weight, I still didn't feel valuable and I still didn't feel like it was enough and I still was just constantly like looking at my flaws. Because um, it's of the devil. Right. Because the devil wants you to force... The devil wants every woman to be fixated on her worthiness through weight so that she's sexiness. not... Through and through sexiness. sexiness. yeah. So that she's not fixated on the plan that God has for her life. Mm-hmm. If you're too busy counting calories and using your brain... For manipulating your body and you know spending hours at the gym, then you're not using your brain to glorify God Absolutely. and to live the path and that God called you to do. Yeah. And I really could not be doing the mission that God has called me to had I not been freed from the the chains, the bondage, the of bondage that. of that eating disorder. And let me tell you, there. I mean, I there were times I was very suicidal because I thought I would never be free. Right. And I, I knew I couldn't. It's a spiritual oppression. It's not just mental. Yeah. It's spiritual too. And I, um, I, you know, uh, what you were talking about too, about being like seven, eight, nine years old and feeling conscious about your weight. Mm-hmm. It's so sad to me because it gave me like this flashback of, and I think it's something that isn't talked about enough that it's not just girls who've gone through puberty who are struggling with, how their image and like how they look and like even sexuality we live in such a hyper sexualized culture that Mm -hmm. is constantly trying to sexualize children and that was even prevalent when we were children although Mm -hmm. it's like way way worse now but I remember being in fourth grade and my mom had bought me a down jacket which was like really puffy and I was like I remember it was purple and it was like the cutest down jacket and this just hurts my heart to think about right now because I remember putting it on and like having this like kind of a tantrum like getting into this big thing with my mom because I was just like mom do you see how huge this makes me look like I look so fat it was a down jacket of course I'm gonna look puffy in a down jacket because it's yes. a puffy jacket it's warm to keep me warm and I was like freaking out over it because I thought mm-hmm. it made me look fat I was nine years old and yeah. that to me is like so heartbreaking I think yes. it also comes from ho- your home like yeah. of course the outside world can put those pressures on you and for sure that'll educate you but, like, I love my mom, but my mom would look at herself in the mirror and say, I hate myself. And look at her body and judge her body and always be on diets and seeing my aunt, even my aunts, the way they talked about their bodies and the way they, like, you know, were into each other's weights and, like, oh, you lost weight, you look great, or, mm-hmm. oh, she, I think she's gained weight and things like that. And it's like, why are you fixated on, on everyone's body? You're a mom... Um, or even an aunt or a woman around children, 
being mindful of the things you say about yourself and other people in your body and their bodies and Mm -hmm. because kids are listening and they're learning how to be a person through you it's like my neighbor who told me that i'm in front of in front of her like six or seven year old daughter and her little son who's like three or four yeah she was saying all that that i need to lose weight to get married i asked her to pray for me because i you know at the time well i'm still not married but i was single and you know she decides to lecture me on losing weight i mean ladies this is not, that's, that's not what God is calling us to. And there are women that about. are married and loved at multiple, every shape and size that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the right man is going to love you for who you are. Absolutely. The thing is, there's this quote by Fulton Sheen, I think. I don't know. Someone said this that maybe it was um, Jason Everett. So, why are you talking about? But he, he said, you'll get, you'll, with what you attract a man with is what you get them with and it's like Mm -hmm. if you attract a man with your body and he gets you give him your body and that's how your relationship is formed Mm -hmm. then he's going to be able to find a body in any woman because every woman's got a body but (laughs) if you want a man that loves you for your soul and like for who you were made to be, you, uh, no man, no other per- man can find you your unique soul, your unique personality. Like if a man falls in love with your personality, that's like the man that you should keep. So I feel, and it's true. Like I wouldn't want my boyfriend to be in love with me for my body because um, I hope like if we got married and had kids, he would still love me no matter what my body <laughs> well, changed into. At the end of the day, we're all gonna get old. Yeah, gonna go. Looks yeah, bad. yeah. I mean, just know, just knowing that you're you're defined by God and you're made in God's image, and you know, like you said, if you like you, how you should be attracting a man is by your character and your integrity and your intellect and your humor mm-hmm. and like all of the wonderful things about you. And not saying that wanting to look healthy or wanting to look attractive is bad necessarily. No, but but so you're so much more than that, and so that should never be the sole shallow thing. That is defined about why someone is interested in you. I Amen. think, yeah, loving your body and taking care of your body. There's a difference there's between... There's a healthy approach. Yeah, there's life. a difference between manipulation and care. Like hating yourself. That's your motivation yeah. for working out and eating good. It's not yeah. good. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, or it even having a desired it. outcome. Like, this is my number one thing. I used to... Like, not all parts of the eating disorder was bulimia or anorexia. I also, at some point during that span of time, like from 25 to 28, I had orthorexia, which is when you um, are an over-exerciser and you're, like, obsessed with eating healthy. So I, like, was a non-processed vegan and only ate, like, things I made. And, like, there was a lot of anxiety around it and, like, not, not eating things that would hurt my stomach. And I do have a lot of sensitivities that's true my I do have a lot of food allergies but at the end of the day like I was trying to do all those things for a desired result aka for me to be like a size zero and all this other stuff so I'd work out hours and hours and hours now I work out and want to exercise because I want to be a healthy human being when I'm 80 years old and your body is your temple yeah you should take care of it respect your body I agree with that I also I think part of like an unhealthy obsession with being like like it's really good to focus on being healthy and eating healthy and exercising but when it's like become something that's taking over your life and it's a huge obsession I think part of that is almost rooted in like our I don't know if I'm gonna word this correctly but basically like living a life that isn't doesn't really have um 
isn't balanced spiritually and physically because it's like all about like you know our body here and now and like obsessed with like I don't know just like mm-hmm. like the fountain of youth almost or something mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah. there's a lot of pre- well there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure on women to be thin there's a lot of pressure on everybody to be young mm-hmm. you know yes. what I mean that's the whole age component is a whole nother conversation <laughs> Exactly, exactly right. And it just builds and builds and builds. And that's a lie too, I think, is if your your whole motivation, your whole idea is to be, I'll be happy when I'm a size zero or I'll be happy when I'm thin and I find a man, like that's not, that's a lie. Like you can be, you can yeah. become a size zero. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy. No, you're, you're not. Because the way you got right. there was self-hatred. Even having a man who is a good man and who loves you and tells you you're beautiful, that still won't heal that wound. No, right? still, yeah. No. no. And I, yeah. I dated a guy who like presented his, himself as a devout Catholic and I guess he was interested in me because I was a devout Catholic and I had a lot of what he looked for on paper. And I don't know if he just wasn't attracted to me enough or like maybe he thought... I kind of look back at it as like oh, the way his personality was. I think he wanted to kind of kind of zing my or zap my self-esteem a little bit to have more control over me because I think he was kind of a very controlling person. Um, and that's, you know, lesson learned in, in retrospect. But, he, he, I mean, he would tell me like, you, you know, I think you could hit the gym. Like, I think you could cut back. And I was just like, but he would hint at it in ways that I would have to like confront him and be like, are you trying to tell me that like you – you know, are you trying to tell me you have a problem with I me? Think, I yeah. think if men knew half the pressure that women were under about how their bodies look, they would never say something like that. <laughs> the thing is, is I kind of... The good part Right, the good men. I don't think he was a good man. And I think that he said that because he liked knowing that... I cared about his opinion. And, and the thing is, is almost like as I get older, I almost like... Um, Sometimes, sometimes things don't get under my skin the same way, like, as it would before. And I was just kind of like, well, okay, like, yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to get in better shape. Like, maybe he has a point. But looking back, I do think that that was, like, horrible and it should have been, like, I should have seen it as a red flag. Yeah. I think a lot of men who like you for a certain, like, smaller body type are men that are status oriented yes, and, and not very status oriented and not interested in you for your soul or you as a person <laughs> they're interested in having you as their arm candy I remember I think when I had an eating disorder I was very tiny and I attracted a lot of men that were into tiny women and would remind me of that that and but the thing is it would also reinforce that fear for me oh my god I've got to stay thin because men won't like me yeah and it like reinforced those lies, even though the at the time I also was like, I don't want to be with someone like you that you think like that. But I also secretly like the devil used that to be like, see, you got to be thin because men aren't going to love you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I have to say the like now that I'm at a healthy weight that like I take care of myself and I embrace myself, I've attracted a lot more quality like men. Mm-hmm. I think because they see that confidence too. Like there's that a confidence. lot of research about how women they make mag like magazines like Maxim and all of that for women because women are more obsessed with like looking very sexy than mm-hmm. men. Like men obviously are very visual and they mm-hmm. you know that's something that they get um, gravitated towards. But there a lot of men like curvy women they like you know they don't want a size zero but it's like women put that pressure on ourselves like 
even the fashion industry, all the you know all the models who are really skinny, it's for women. It's not really like a like a for man thing. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that confidence and loving yourself, you're gonna project more confidence about your body and just about yourself in general, and that is gonna attract mm -hmm. more people. And I think that that's true across the board, whether it's like you're projecting confidence in the professional world or whatever, like. I think that people just will gravitate more towards that and be more receptive towards that rather if rather than if you're like, you know, shameful about whatever it is. Totally. I think when you love yourself, you're going to attract someone that also has like loving intentions. I really believe you get what you give in this world. And if you're constantly berating yourself and have ugly self-talk about how you're not enough and how you're not beautiful and how you're unworthy, you're going to attract a man that tells you all the same things. And that's why it's so important to take the time to really heal these wounds. So what are resources that y'all have found that have really helped you get to a better place with your body? If you can't think of one, I can <clears throat> share. I've been in therapy for three years. I really recommend it, especially a Catholic therapist. My therapist is a devout Catholic. And um, she gets it. Like when I talk about some of the traumas I've been through or just the ways that I've been made to feel less than or how I've talked even like made myself feel less than because I think what's really sad is in the past um, and I think many women do this I've not only been objectified by men but I've also objectified myself mm -hmm. and I think that um, my therapist has really helped me like I'm definitely in a much much better place um, and I think um, just reminding myself personally of like my dignity as a daughter of God and and how much God loves me that is so key. Mm -hmm. I think just growing in my faith has helped healing. I never actually went to therapy or dealt with it in that way, but um, I think just learning more about the teachings and like the dignity of people and how you're a daughter of God really just trying to keep that in my mind I'm a daughter of God I was made you know how he wanted me and I'm perfect in his eyes and really trying to keep that present whenever I feel attacked and feel those thoughts like start to come in um I did want to say like m my home my mom was like so confident and so like she never worried about her weight. She never talked about herself in a bad light. She never, I mean, she wasn't like, oh, I'm beautiful, but she just never, never was like super obsessed with vanity. And she looked great, but I didn't grow up with a role model like that. So I'm like, where did that come from? I, and it's really just, I think, all around us. Yeah, like, societal pressure. Societal pressure from the entertainment industry and from dance. Because when I was little, I got, I was in dance. And that was, I think, the first time I got, I started getting more aware of my body. Mm -hmm. So I'm just conscious of my triggers, I think. And whenever that starts to happen, I just have to like turn to God and turn to prayer and mm -hmm. fight that battle. But it's, I just feel like it's so com much more common than we think. And an upside of this kind of feminist movement right now, I think is that there's more representation out there, different mm -hmm. body types. Even yeah. there's even more Barb, like Barbies now mm -hmm. have different body mm -hmm. types, which is so cool. I'm like, oh, that would have been awesome as a kid to have that. Barbies when we were young, that's just like, it was just like a very toxic message. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love Barbies. I still love Barbies. But now that they have different body types, yeah. I'm like, that's so powerful for little girls to see. And, um, it's just a battle, I think, that we'll, 
will just continue to be there. But now that there's more diversity out there and like with I think that's just an outcome because like I said in our day and age when we were little we had Britney and all of that and I think now the millennial girls I guess are kind of rebelling against that mm-hmm. and that's why there's so much body positivity out there like mm-hmm. hardcore and I'm like that I'm all for that I think me too great. I'm really yeah. big on the body positivity and like yeah loving your body for whatever it is like I believe in caring for your body but like caring for your body doesn't always get like a stick thin result. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's why I'm like very anti exercising for results or eating for results. I'm about exercising for like joyful movement and getting your body moving and like for brain flow and blood flow and like having healthy joints and all that stuff. Like, and like I'm into eating because like what you eat feeds your brain and your body and like all that stuff. But like, to like, but it's about like longevity and love mm-hmm. for your body, not like, oh, because I have to be fit into these this jean size. And of course, like there is actually one thing that I have like these dresses from when I was really thin that I am not, I'm emotionally not ready to let go because they're just beautiful dresses. Not because <laughs> I like really care about being like super sick thin, but like just because I love those dresses and maybe I should just take it to a seamstress and see if they can let them out or something because <laughs> they're beautiful. Like they're just such beautiful dresses. Um, but for me, as far as body image and stuff like that, it took many years and many different things, but I would say two things. One, just learning to confront all that negative self-taught a talk and like unworthiness and like every time I would speak negatively about myself I would start um speaking positively over myself Mm -hmm. Uh, like all the time I was really into affirmations and I still am to this day because I really believe like God the life and death are through the power of the tongue like you need to use you need you can use words to kill still and destroy like and be of the devil or you can use words to give life and so I'm very aware of when I'm negatively self-talking myself and I really love this is a new age resource but it's the only new age resource that I recommend that I love is called I can do it by Louise Hay Mm -hmm. and it's a whole like basically it's a whole thing on like self-talk and changing the way you talk to yourself and it really really helped me that's so important and then the other thing that helped was taking away the shame Mm -hmm. of the eating disorder and um speaking to trusted safe people about my struggles because the problem was my friends when I was in high school and um my family would use the eating disorder to punish and humiliate me and public and private and so I had a lot of shame which fed the eating disorder even more about it until I was able to talk to people and they weren't horrified or didn't treat me like I was subhuman um, was when I was finally able to see that it was just a coping skill to deal with the other things that wounds that I had in my life and that really opened the way for me to seek like a truer more fulfilling healing I think I would also agree with what Abigail said and like just growing in my faith more has been helpful but another thing that I would say um is like just just honestly education I took one of the things that I did when I was in college is I took a nutrition class and I feel like that's just I mean, we'd had health class or whatever in school, but I feel like this was just like a better, like obviously a more comprehensive and better approach. Talk about a more, you know, healthy approach to exercise and eating and all the ways to take care of your body. 
rather than, like I said, these negative messages that are projected by the media and the things that we were fed as adolescents. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that in, in addition to also just better, you know, more positive talk to yourself, being more confident, just embracing yourself. Think more, what are, like, what are your assets? Like, what is, you know, like, what, what makes you beautiful or whatever, like, if you're talking strictly exterior, but also, again, recognizing that you are more than what you look like, absolutely, and that you're this complete person and you have all of these wonderful gifts and mm -hmm. um, talents and, and wonderful things about your personality. So, like, making that more, like, like as like this comprehensive approach to you as a person as yourself of, of your worth rather than just simply what you look like um, but that took me a long time and I would say that that's still uh, you know that's still a, that's still something that that you know it's not like it's that you never feel that you mm -hmm. need that you don't still have self-confidence you know a, a, a time when you feel self-conscious about something or how you look at something or whatever but mm -hmm. um, it's a process it's an evolution and I think that I'm just in a much better place now that I was, you know, when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever, mm -hmm. um, and you just kind of embrace yourself and you have to give yourself grace, you know, but again, that maybe comes also with, with experience and age and wisdom and growth in your faith. So totally, I think I'm always, um, I try to see like the best in people most of the time. And, um, I see so much beauty in like all of my friends and not just um, physically but like holistically um, but I try to show I think something that's helped me too is just like just having to remind myself like you know keep on focusing on showing myself like the kindness and the love that I show to like the mm -hmm. people that I love um, and to focus on you know that my identity is not what I say I am or what the devil says I am. My identity is what God says I Amen. am. Amen. And lastly, I wanted to mention Leah Darrow's book, mm -hmm. um, The Other Side of Beauty. It's a really, really good resource, and she's just like an awesome woman, and I really admire her. Um, but with that, let's wrap things up with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Lord, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts, fill our minds, fill our words, our bellies, our eyes with the truth of your love, your goodness, and your beautiful creation. Let us see ourselves as beautiful daughters of God, no matter what shape or size we come in, that you see us as absolutely beautiful, precious, and adorable women in Christ and that you made us perfect in your eyes and in the eyes of those who see with yours. And Lord, please let us thank you for our health. Let us thank you for the bodies that you've given us. Let us thank you for the lives that you've given us. And Lord, let us always be in forever gratitude for our gift of life. In your name and with the intercession of the Blessed Mother, St. Elizabeth, St. Abigail, St. Anne, St. Fulton Sheen, and Mother Angelica. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.